Hi, I'm Teresa Hegel, and this is Wearables Talk. I'm speaking with Rick Roth, an award-winning screen printer and president of Mirror Image, Inc. The March issue of Wearables features our comprehensive machine guide, including a listing of some of the best screen printing presses currently available. Today, Rick will be sharing some tips on purchasing new presses. Thanks for joining us, Rick. Nice to be here. So, my first question, um, how do you determine when it's time to buy an additional or replacement screen printing press? Well, I think you have to analyze how fast you're, you're turning your jobs over. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean going out and seeing how fast it rotates around. That's <laughs> going to be a familiar theme here in this podcast. But, like, how many shirts do you get done in a day? How many jobs? And I think if you see a, a particularly a fall-off, in that, or if you compare it to other people in your industry, that uh, a good way to do that is find somebody a, about a thousand miles away and see how they're doing, right, right. so they're not competition. Mm -hmm. And um, if your rates aren't good, then you know you might want to look at your procedures, but you also have to look and see if it's like an old press that's mm -hmm. not up to snuff. You know that maybe you're stopping too often, or maybe it's taking too long to set up in particular. And then as for when to buy a new one, when you're absolutely overwhelmed and you see the work. I mean, I usually think that a rule of thumb is when you're either working tremendous amounts of overtime and you see that not stopping, mm -hmm. or and or subcontracting out work, uh, then it's time to get a press. You don't want to get the press, and then try to find the work. That's right. a very difficult process. Yeah, it's expensive um, to, to buy a press. So. I mean, honestly, I think to be really honest with your subcontractor that eventually you're going to, um, you know, get another press is the best way. Okay. And, you know, hopefully you'll expand beyond that and subcontract more work to them. <laughs> but it's, uh, you got to have the work before you get the press. Okay. So, um, when you're buying a new machine, what, what features are a must and which ones are, are not as important? Well, don't look at the bells and whistles, I always say. They're just distractions. Look at the basic thing. You know, find out from other people what the repair record is. That's, that's huge. And then people tend to see how fast does the machine go. How, you're never going to go as fast as most machines go. Mm -hmm. The real key is how fast does it set up. Unless you're doing many, many thousands of shirts regularly and no short runs, and I don't know too many people doing that anymore, mm -hmm. it's all about the setup time. So you want to look at a press that sets up quickly and a, a press that stays in registration. And then beyond that, I would say you want to look at some flexibility. Um, for instance, we have a type of press where you can change it over from adult to youth seamlessly without, you know, it takes minutes instead of hours. That type of thing these days because customers are asking you increasingly to do lots of different types of garments within a run. Okay. Um, so w once you've made the investment into a new press, what are some of the best practices to ensure that it has a long and productive life cycle? You know, it, it's pretty basic. Do the maintenance you're supposed to do and keep it clean. Uh, I mean, I would say one, there's one little tip I would say is avoid spray tack if you can, the adhesive that is used to keep the shirts on the press the whole registration and try to use a roll tack. Okay. The, the spray gets everywhere no matter what you do. And, I, and then you want to keep your press clean 
and you know there's usually oiling you have to do and you know on some presses you know if you wait defer maintenance on one part you can wreck other parts mm-hmm. so you got to keep that in mind as well um so it's just basic, basically doing what you know you're supposed to do, but actually doing it. Yes. Actually, there's a great trick. I, I In my blog, The Ink Kitchen, I, mm-hmm. I mentioned this the other day. Um, <laughs> if you are the owner and say, for instance, the press is supposed to be oiled weekly mm-hmm. or greased, uh, you ask, <laughs> has it been greased this week? And they and do you do it every week? And they say yes. And then you say, where's the grease? <laughs> and if they have to look around for it, they're probably not telling the right, truth. Right, right. <laughs> it's an easy, uh, easy trick. Yeah, that's an easy trick. Um, the one other thing I would say about buying a press, mm-hmm. like the first question, is, you know, if you have a lot of shirts to print on dark garments, mm-hmm. it's almost impossible not to develop carpal tunnel syndrome if you're a hand printer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you really want to graduate into some kind of automatic as quickly as you can. You know, it, it's hard enough work to load an automatic, never mind also pull a squeegee. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't know too many people that can pull a squeegee for a real long time without doing some damage to mm. themselves. You really want to try to avoid doing that to yourself and your employees. Okay. All right. Well, well, thanks, Rick. That's all the time we have. Be sure to check out the machine guide in the March issue of Wearables. I'm Teresa Hegel. Thanks for listening to Wearables Talk. <laughs>